0: Yes. It's 30 30 1, center. Do you have any test operations sure. restricted area
1: 2508? Area 31, Roger. The traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, Over. So
0: Roger, Aries 31. Continue to send a your discretion, Over. Okay, center. The traffic is approaching head on, alter right, and really moving. They're right by us right
2: now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac
3: Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Networking. This is Mac Maloney, what a show we have for you tonight. Let me introduce you to the skeleton crew on with us tonight. For us girls, sit down. Get your fin, get your misters, get your big box of Kleenex, big box of wipes, your squeegee, and your lou because the very famous one-on is
0: here. You betcha. Welcome everyone to the show. Hello, girls. Hello, gentlemen. Ladies. I don't want to, you know, keep anybody out of the show. You know, all, all yes. ships at sea. Everybody right. who's around, listening to the radio, listening to the podcast. Welcome to the show. It's going to be awesome, as you know, right? Right, Mac. It's going to be an awesome show it. tonight. You got it. Now, listen. Yes. I think
3: that you've completed your um, absorption of my look. My look. I have. That, you know, I just don't roll out of bed looking like this every day. I have to put it together, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. Now, right. you've, you've got the same dark shirt on, the shades, the hat, the whiskers mm, on your right. face. Yep. Okay. That's good. Batman and Robin there, bro.
0: I don't have a Red Sox hat on like you do. Oh, you know, I'm going to rip that bee off it right painted now. painted black yep. uh, Red Sox hat.
3: I got a Bruin shirt on. I got though, a Bruin shirt on. is really that. bad. <clears throat> so, anyway... Uh, what's going on over across the puddle? Have we talked to you since you've seen the Hollywood vampires? Not on the show, right?
0: Uh, yeah, but I didn't really talk about the okay. show that much.
3: How w- they were great, though, correct?
0: They were great. They were great, and I am encouraging everyone who's in the Boston area or the Manchester, New Hampshire, to see the Hollywood vampires as they make their appearance at the end of this month. Uh, I think it's coming up in what?
3: Yeah, a couple of uh, up five days or so? Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I don't
0: have the schedule in front of me, yep. but the Box Center and the uh, Southern New Hampshire University facility. Mm-hmm. And you can read all this stuff about what's happening with Johnny Depp all day long. Yes. Mac, I sent you some links to some of the stuff. Yes, yep. And there's other articles I just saw that uh, are sort of debunking anything. They, they uh, look like gossip articles. I Johnny Depp.
3: Should explain that the Hollywood vampires are – uh, Alice Cooper, Joe Perry from Aerosmith, Johnny Depp from Johnny Depp, um, and then there's another guy from Alice Cooper's band, the drummer from Guns N' Roses, and a keyboard player. Yeah, but, the
0: drummer's from Alice Cooper's band. Alice Cooper's, okay. Uh, Max... Tommy Hendrickson's guitar player from Alice Cooper. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Who's the... the bass player it, he's from, really... from Guns N' Roses? He's like, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Okay. As as I have another He's really good the bass player is is
3: excellent you know he's in the background yeah. but man he is he's really good and and what's interesting about them is you know they are a um you know they''re, they're what they used to call uh, you know like cream and blind faith you know they were like a super group in a way but 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 they're mm-hmm. old rock and rollers. but if if those YouTube stuff that we've watched and you went to go see them in person, Right. They're really good. They're like, they're like a band that's going to make it. They're playing at huge venues, these guys. They're not playing, you know, down the Frolics. and the right. They're not or playing,
0: something. you know, 200-seat uh, club venues. The Hollywood Vampires have really shown to me up in Birmingham, the home of Black Sabbath, Birmingham, England, that they can really rock, they can play, they can, they can do it nonstop for one hour and uh, 47 minutes. Hmm.
3: How many people are that? The duration. How many people at that show?
0: Uh I think that venue is only about uh 20,000 or so. It's so not a huge venue.
3: <laughs> that's, that's okay, 20,000. Yeah. It's nope. bigger
0: than it, it seems to be bigger than the, the the garden. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Holy mackerel. The Hollywood Vampires. Go see them. I'll go on YouTube. Go and see, see how they are. They good. They are They're good. They're good. Uh No Coco's Fai- out saving the world, but our National Correspondent, which played Steve Waters here down there in um you know, south of the border, rebel-held territory.
1: South of the uh, Ohio border, um, yes. West Virginia. Great to be here.
3: So what's your, how are you tonight, Switch?
1: I, I am beyond wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good to hear.
3: We'll come back to you in a second. Also with us is our security chief, Willie Club, WC. I'm here.
4: And I'm, <laughs> I'm wonderful, um, and I'm excellent. Yes, yes. And, uh, and he's you know, good looking too. Part of the skeleton crew. Skeleton uh, crew. Uh, okay. And the only thing is, you made a comment about the hats, and I wanted to ask. God. You know, switch. You know, did you ever think about start wearing hats? You could save a Switching. lot of money on those appliances that. Just get a pair wear, of
3: shades you know. and a black hat, and you're in but with the hat, cult.
4: That's a lot cheaper.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing is, since I use double sided duct tape, I can't get it off.
3: <laughs> can't get it off. Well. <laughs> I had that problem once. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, they can treat those things now these days. Club, thanks for joining us.
4: My pleasure.
3: Club Jalen Brown just signed. Did you hear about that? Jalen Brown with those. Yeah, he
4: won't. That, they'll they'll keep him for a couple of years. I was going to say, years, how long is trading, this guy going to be? He's not worth it. He's a good yeah. ball player, but, but he's, he's definitely not worth it. Not that. And uh, but that's what they have to do today in these sports. He keep these people, but he's short-term with them. 60, 60,
3: he's getting the max, right? $60 million wow, for five $75 years. Million. $75 million. That, yeah. $75 million. And the guy can't friggin'... He can't, he, can't he can't dribble. He can't dribble. He can't dribble. And in the playoffs, he had 62 points and 64 takeaways. 64. He had more takeaways than points. In the playoffs when you need this guy, and they turn around and give him seventy five million dollars for five years. And like I say, he'll be the I thought he'll be there for about two and a half years and they'll they'll get rid of him, you know, two and a half years into that salary. of the Timberwolves pay or something, you know. It it's it's
4: unless they win a couple of championships in all, yeah, but yeah. That ain't gonna happen.
3: Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. He's he's gonna make more money than Bill Russell, you know, Larry Bird... Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and what's his name? The guy who just passed away. Cody Bryan. Kobe Bryant. He's gonna make more money than they all made put together. Okay. He's not that good of a player. What's gonna happen when a really good player comes up? He's gonna get ninety million dollars a year. If he's getting seventy five, I mean, come on. The guy You're can't... gonna
4: have to give them a share of the team or something. I don't know.
3: The guy can't dribble. I don't wanna turn it into a sports. You know, you're in the NBA. You should be able to dribble, right? And I don't mean from the mouth. At least a little bit. Yes. <laughs>
0: anyway, listen. We all
4: dribble a bit. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: we're not talking about dribbling on your chin eating a dog. You know. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well,
3: all right. Why don't we take a good segue? Hey, the
0: Sox got rid of Kike. I just read.
3: Oh, did they really? The leader in the clubhouse—he's yeah. gone once went really? To
0: the Dodgers. <laughs> they Didn't say who we got. <laughs> he went to the
3: Dodgers. Nobody. Oh. I, nobody. No. one need someone yeah. to carry the bats. Wow. Huh? He was—he was, he was going to be the team leader this year, and he terrible. He's going to like about well, forty errors. Terrible. Yep. Terrible on a terrible team. Well, listen, and all the Bruins are in mourning right now. There we go. That voice you hear. I had a joke, but now I forgot about it. <laughs> is uh, Uncle Al the kidney's pal? Hey, UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo in the studio. Hey,
5: uh, hey, folks, what's happening? Uh, just wanted to remind yeah. Mac that uh, the Bruins, Bruins nation, yep. is in mourning right now because Patrice Bergeron just announced his retirement. Yeah, so. he, he retired.
0: He did. Uh, yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, you know. What's he going to try? there. He's yeah, had he's going to try that again. 20 years?
4: Again.
5: 19.
3: 19 years with the same team, with the one and only team. And boy, that ain't going to happen again. That's for sure.
5: And you know, they were saying today they were hoping he'd stick around one more year so he'd have a 20th year and also the Bruins' centennial. Mm. But I thought that would have been
3: special. He must have been just. really sick of it. He probably said, F you. You know.
5: Well, he's, what, 39 years old? He's, I think he's yeah. 40.
3: Yeah. Ever see his wife? No. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Anyway, so tonight's show. Well, tell me. <laughs> well, you
0: can imagine. Now I got to look it up. You look you look I don't know up what his wife. Like. He's probably a sweetheart, right?
3: You look up Patrice Bergeron's wife and also, okay. uh, who's the um, Tukarask? Look up his wife.
0: Too. Okay.
3: I'm part of a <laughs> club. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so listen, here's the sad part. I've been trying to dodge it since we came on this air. This, everyone I'm looking at is madly like doing searches on their uh, fancy devices. See who wins. No Raven tonight. No Raven tonight. Oh
0: man, how, no. can we you know, gonna without Raven. how
3: are we going to do this? I'm I'm scared, frankly. Uh, I don't know. No, she can't join us tonight. So um, we're going to press on. Oh, you know.
0: That's going I mean guys. we
4: have to step up. We've got to step up our game tonight. Yeah, how
0: are we yeah. going to do that? That's do right. we have a plan for that? Be organized. Be, oh, oh. be on time. The O word.
4: Yeah, okay.
1: Well, let's we see what happens. we have to have more infighting and insults back and forth. There we go. That'll, that'll
0: burn up some time.
3: <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Thank you, Switcher. much. for that. So um, working on it right now.
0: That means the language could be all over the place.
3: I know. Uh, Al is looking feverishly for... Uh, no, I'm not looking for either of their wives, but if
5: somebody's wife, I do want to show you a picture of. She's uh-oh. brutal. Uh,
3: <laughs> this is a radio brutal? show. That's oh, okay. oh, she's to, well, die, to die for. She uh, just, who's the name?
5: I don't know her name.
3: You don't know? Well, how about who she married to? Um, I think she was married
0: to A-Rod.
3: Oh, we don't want him. No, we don't want to see you. because gives some chick that he'd spoiled
0: give a rush behind about A Rod. That he'd be spoiled.
3: You know. He's the he's the worst man. He's everything that's wrong with baseball is, is that, that he <laughs> that he has a freaking job.
4: He's a cheater. Are well, you really on a tirade tonight? Well, I when can hour? tell you, you get dinner or
3: something. No, we're drinking uh Hello, neighbor. Oh,
0: jeez. Hey neighbor, have I a guess. Have it. it just
3: made me mad that he's on that ESPN broadcast last night. Was he on oh, a, 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 a Met's Red Sox game. Why is he on that? Al, I'm, I'm sorry. Al, <laughs> I can't tap dance anymore. Why. Yeah, but let him yeah. go on the Yankees that, game. They're just. Oh my goodness! Hang on, I'm being passed a picture. That's Avrod's old
5: girlfriend. There's his old wife, I think, or his new wife. I don't know what. Somehow it related with him. Yeah,
3: she's she was a cover of Sports Illustrated. She is stunning. Sunning right. is the word. The photograph is also very simple. Oh. That, that ain't Martha Stewart. You. <laughs> <laughs> she is
5: wow. unbelievable. Well, right. I,
3: hey, man, maybe, maybe I hate A-Rod a little, a little too line. much. Now I'm a little envious. <laughs> yeah, a little, okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. He sees your falls off the time, as it turns out. Does. Well, you know I would it? too if I... <laughs> there's, there's two of them right there, as it turns yeah. out. Yeah. Anyway. Yo. Let's go to Switch. Switch. This is the skew of the show. Oh, and wait, did I say no raven tonight? No raven. I've already yeah, went yeah. through that, right? I'm already um, yeah trying to forget that. Uh, hopefully, she'll be with us next week. So, Switch, uh, what did you have for breakfast today? Please, can it be big? Not a V8 again, because that's going to you know really be the <laughs> pulse of the show. What did you eat, please? Something good.
1: This morning, I uh, actually made my own coffee. haven't done that for a while. Uh-oh. Uh, Folger's breakfast blend.
3: Okay. Black coffee.
1: Go ahead. And with it, I had two Entenmann's chocolate frosted donuts. Yes. Oh, okay. Come on, like Come
3: on. Let's clap. Come on. Let's give him a hand. He, he deserves it. <laughs> Thank you. Spitch. Thanks. Thanks for raising the mm-hmm. flag again. So, Good two
0: Entenmann's Yeah, they're great. They're great donuts. I, have a, I can't get Entenmann's over here. Oh, that's too bad. You know, they're really somebody's good. I going to have to send them to be FedEx or something.
3: Uh, Lois's, I've said to you this before, Lois's uncle was the, um, ran the trucking organization. Really? If you know what I mean. Yep. Anyway. I'm uh, sure
0: they're all members of the Teamsters, I'm right? Sure,
3: I'm sure they are. All right. If you're not, you better be soon.
0: It'd be a shame if that load of Entomans, uh,
3: yeah, yeah. Well to, uh,
0: Danish couldn't make it to uh Hannaford.
3: to New Jersey, it went up in Rhode Island. <laughs> but they make great <laughs> stuff. They make great palm cake, great cake, coffee cake and stuff like that. People go yeah. nuts for that stuff down there. And also down in Florida. Down there, I mean down in New York. Anyway, okay, switch. That's cool, man. What you have for lunch?
1: Well, uh for lunch I went to Tudor's. Yes. Biscuit World. Go ahead. And I had I bought, I you ordered two- Tudas, 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 Tudas,
3: Tudas, Tudas. Hooters,
1: oh. Biscuit World. Let's get, let's focus club, okay. <laughs> Biscuit World. <laughs> it's, not, it's not
3: Hooters Muffins Club, it's <laughs> Tudor's <laughs> Biscuit World. Whoa.
1: So, and I got two bacon uh, scrambled egg wraps. Oh. Now, they're pretty big and hefty, so I only, I only ate one there. Yes, and I brought the other one back, hmm. and that's pretty much what I had for dinner. Hmm. The second one. Three. So you had
3: breakfast mm. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a way, right? Uh,
1: essentially, yes. Hmm. Okay, cool.
3: Yeah. Now I want an Entenmann donut or an Entenmann product or something. Uh, so, wow. Um, well, let's just go uh, around the table. What did you have for lunch today, Al? Lunch today. Was it a 16-ounce or a 32? <laughs> it was actually
5: a 24, <laughs> 24. because I bought the six-pack to bring here. Yes. And I threw a, t- a cheap 24 on top for for lunch. A yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. then I ended up, I had a, like a half a bottle of wine sitting in the refrigerator. So yes. I said, you know what? It's a shame to let that go to waste. Dessert. Yeah. So right? I, I took care of that because huh. Steve gave me the bottle of wine for getting the license plates off his, his girlfriend's car the other day.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. So Steve, what's his name? in the On the con? Yeah. Really? Yeah? Yeah. He got, She's moving from Maine to
5: Mass okay. and uh-huh. has to change the registration. Yeah, sure. So... He couldn't get the license plates off. Yes, because so they were rusted on. So yes. I, I said, "Oh shit!" That, you know, I've done that how many times? So I grabbed a, a, a battery-powered impact wrench and, yes. a, and a couple of things, blam blam. Off they came. Huh. So uh, he walked over and handed me a. Uh, a bottle of cheap wine and cheap like, wine, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I don't drink good wine.
3: I'll tell you the um the, the most paranormal ex- wait a minute the most paranormal aspect of that story is that Steve has a girlfriend. You sure? Have you seen her? Yes, yeah. I have. He, yeah. And he has a
5: type. He has a definite type. You know, he's a very he's a very intelligent guy. Really, he was a geologist with the uh, EPA or something. Okay, he's got uh, degrees. <laughs> he's a, he's a bright guy. Go ahead. Um, he's very um, uh, passive aggressive though. <laughs> and um, he has a type. He has short, blondish retired school teachers are his thing because they're obviously bright. And uh, I've I've seen probably three or four of them over the course of years show up and mm-hmm. hang out there. And this one I think is living there until she buys a new house. She bought it about a year ago. She bought a house in Maine. Okay, and
3: then hopefully uh, she sees you with all that. No, uh, I'm married to a short, blondish uh, teacher. Well, you better watch out when, watch she, out retires when she retires, retires. because. <laughs> okay. uh, You know, he he might be on the hunt. Steve's a lady killer, as it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, maybe we should get a picture. Oh, of him. Yeah. Yeah, He actually he tonight. Good for him. Good for him that he's. uh, You know what I mean? That he's.
5: He's actually tonight fighting the good fight. He is uh, at the select board meeting in town, Mm -hmm. uh, complaining because they, the, um, the Sunset Club is going for a, ten o'clock, cutoff for a special event wedding for a live band outside. And that mm-hmm. will make us not sleep.
3: Oh,
6: geez, because
5: geez. they are loud and they come right... You know, the acoustics where we live is horrible. Is so, so he's going, going down there to complain. Come on, yeah. what time
6: do you go to bed? I know, we used to go
5: out. I go to bed a lot night. earlier than that usually.
3: Because I'm up at
4: five. <laughs> oh, well. Wow. Yeah.
3: Someone once said, uh, and you wanted to live on an island. Uh, well, The sound then, well, down there carries like you would not believe. It, it's the weirdest thing. Is If, if there are people... Talking, like one street over from me, it sounds like they're right outside my window, and I can, and I can hear it. I can hear you, can, you can hear every word. It's strange, yeah. It's, it's really like kind of I went to
5: the people out back behind me, and I said, listen, if you people have any secrets or you murdered somebody, don't be talking about it on the deck because I hear every <laughs> like word of it. Yeah, such a <laughs> diplomat. They? And they said, oh, yeah, okay, and they were kind That's, of being funny about it. Yeah. And I said, okay, which one of you clowns is re- doing the book on tape? And yep. the guy goes, I am. I go, okay, page 42, at the top of the page, the guy says, whatever. The, and he looked at me and he went, how do you know that? Because read I'm reading the goddamn book with you because.
0: <laughs> You're so loud. But, I get a yeah, lot. Because it's when so loud. So so have have that. That. What,
4: the song Tom so far? What, what's that? Are you that?
6: a peeping Tom? Uh, Tom? A
5: peeping Tom? No, there's a lot of woods. You can't see the house. Thank S- God.
3: Don't worry. So he says, wow, huh? I got a lot soundproof my room. <laughs>
5: anyway, well, just keep the windows closed. Keep the windows closed. You got air conditioners.
3: Yeah, yeah, but still,
5: a lot sound of wind
0: travels well across water, but I don't get it with all that sandy terrain that's around. We're that.
5: like in a bowl, wherever the whichever way the wind is blowing, it just brings the sound yeah. right with it, and the music, yeah. the, the yeah. music from that club, you can hear it, you can hear it, and I wouldn't mind if it sounded okay, but it's so distorted by the time it gets to us, it's horrible. And like I said, I can hear it in my bedroom over a seven-channel surround sound on my television. Wow. So, <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> oh, come on.
3: Well, there's a
5: there's, looking...
4: What is looking? What's going on in the island? I don't uh, know. It's curious? out of control. And I'm bitching about everything. There's,
0: oh, a lot yeah. Of, yeah, oh, yeah.
3: there's
4: a lot of stuff. I'm getting depressed now. No, I'm no. Getting, no, no, it's okay. Uh, so anyway,
0: first world problems. These guys, you know.
5: Oh. No, no, it isn't
3: like that at all. You know that uh,
5: they're
0: living on a resort island for crying yeah, out a, loud. Get a life yeah. Yeah. With, with no beaches. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no. I'm living on an island too. You know.
3: Yeah, it's called UK. We pulled their ass out of the fire twice. What else <laughs> you need to know? They'd be speaking German if it wasn't for us. That's right. <laughs> you know, so half nice. of them were speaking German before the wars. Anything as it turns out, but because they're all interrelated. So uh, anyway um we have a guest coming up uh later on tonight who is it uh switch you know who they are
1: Uh, eric mintel of eric mintel investigates
3: yes okay is he a ghost hunter or something
1: uh he covers everything Mm -hmm. he uh uh, he and his team did a great investigation at bray road a couple times Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating get them to talk about that they do uh investigate a lot of hauntings uh bigfoot so no holds barred and they uh, really do a good job
3: oh cool okay Mm. Um, Before we take a break, um, before we take a quick break, there's something that I um, meant to mention on the air the other day. And um, maybe I did. I can't remember. But we went down to Washington, D.C. recently. And one of the the reasons we stopped there was, Lois and I, um, was to go to the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Did I already talk about this? No. It's not what you think it is. It's not just the displays, I mean, which I think have a little age on them. They're doing doing the place over. So half of it is kind of, you know, blocked off. So they know that they need improvements, let's say, and they're doing that. Enormous store, you know what I mean? Enormous store where you can buy everything including like an airplane and a space capsule. But what bugged me was that they make you wait outside and until it's your turn where, you know, your reservation, you have to make a reservation. So we made reservation at 11 o'clock in the morning. We're out there and it's 95 degrees out and they make you wait mm. in the sun. No shade, no covering, no nothing out there. And there are there kids out there. There are, you know, people with special needs. There are old people. There are hungover people. You know what I mean? It, it's just not the way to treat. You know, it's a, a place that you know. I well, hate to I'll say. tell
4: you, I'm gonna have a. I am going to have got to go and get a drink during the Thing, break. Okay, this that's is wrong. so depressing. Tonight. Well, okay, God. <laughs> is there anything good going on? Matt? Well, you uh, could be worse.
0: So you could be in Corfu uh, in Greece. There you go. Right.
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm about, sorry, I don't fire. mean
4: to interrupt. Them. This is, I can tell you, you need to get that off your chest. Okay,
3: uh, and I have. But there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Number one, the fires up in Canada have now burnt an area larger than the United States, or something. You know, it's it, it's enormous and they basically said we can't put them out you know it's just too big of a fire number 2 if you saw what happened up in vermont last weekend it would like there's a flood that you can't imagine what what number 3 100 degree temperatures down in florida in the, in the ocean water to me that is that's the most effed up thing in the world these things in in greece which you know they've had fires before but not like this where they're evacuating the entire island so you know maybe there's something to this global warming, because it's a lot different than it used to be.
0: Anyway. It is. Uh,
3: on that note. I don't know
0: if it's global warming, but it's weird weather. That's something sure. is oh, not, oh. yes.
3: Yeah, it's oh. different. It's different. This whole so I guess i got to go
0: out and buy a Tesla tomorrow then to really help this, right? Is that how it works?
3: Uh, I don't know if a Tesla would do it, but um, yeah. Let's I, see.
0: Everybody has got their cars plugged in here in the UK. Let me see. Where is powering the power plant that provides the electricity it's always coal coal we think uh oil
3: or nuclear yeah all the interest of you know but um, anyway on that note why don't we take a commercial break now and we'll be right back after this you're listening to Mac Maloney's Multi Style show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. No raving tonight but we're gonna soldier on anyway, so please stay tuned. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac 20 for the entire gang saying, be safe,
2: be happy, and bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where
0: are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world?
7: And where would that be, one
0: one? Only
7: the Starboard (laughs) Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter.
0: But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me... They have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and
2: registration. Where's the fire, you clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard galley, in Newburgh. A great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef.
0: Super fresh
2: buns. Great toppings plus it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from portsmouth not with a police
5: escort buddy light them up switchblade
8: starboard galley they're here
7: that's the starboard galley 55 water street new great seafood and the best hamburger in the world
6: and tell them one one sent you. My
5: dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. I was our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways, he can reach anything.
7: Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at HFOTUSA.org.
3: Welcome back everyone to Mac Maloney's Mildrex, our Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. While with the show we have for you tonight, first let me introduce the members of the Posse Girls. He's here from across the pond the very famous Juan
0: Juan. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's going to be fun tonight. I'm enjoying it already. Have you? Well, and the night is young.
3: <laughs> have you gone back to your social club that you had to jump through a lot of hoops? To I haven't get into? been
0: there in months. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I just, I just and, haven't. I, one of the guys I usually go with, he's been uh, on vacation in Spain for a while. Go ahead. So i wait for him to come back and uh, I don't know. This just uh, I don't go to a a pub by myself. No. So, and I only have a few friends locally that I, I go maybe. with and I doesn't like to go. Maybe it's boring. Boring? But you might. It's it is kinda of boring. There's, yeah. Okay. That's the word we wanna, anyway, yeah.
3: Anyway, um uh no cocoa tonight out saving the world, but our national correspondent is with us. Switchblade Steve Ward, down in West Virginia,
1: WV. And it's great to be here tonight.
3: Mm-hmm. You're uh, a couple donuts into the day. Yep. Plus, you had breakfast and lunch and dinner.
1: Yes. Okay. Wow. Two cool. donuts and two wraps.
3: Yeah. There you go. Good. Healthy, too. A lot of protein. Um, also uh, with us is our um, head of security, Willie Club, WC. How are you doing?
4: You know, Mac, I'm doing great. I'm a little depressed that there's some of the things going on here tonight. Why seems like you guys need a little something to get you up again? But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm here and I'm wow. part of the group to try to turn things around tonight. I know Raven not being here certainly doesn't uh, doesn't help. I throws know throws off
3: the gravity of the situation. I think because we're all trying to be our best.
0: We'll turn it around. Yeah, it. It's going to be upbeat starting now. Oh, oh, no. Right.
5: A, why, why am I going
3: home? There's a lot. There's a lot of difference between five drunk white guys and a very attractive girl, and then just five drunk white guys. Big, big difference.
5: I think we resemble that remark. See,
3: like that. No, no, no. Anyway, so we're all here. How we all have to uh, make our way through the night. So why don't we uh, go to a club report right
2: here? Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you. It's time for The Club Report.
4: Club, what do you have for us? Well, unfortunately, I I wanted to be upbeat tonight. But, you know, (laughs) uh, as you know from my previous reports uh, uh, recently, I'm focused on... um, on asteroids, and uh, as I mentioned, you were if you focused
0: on hemorrhoids. Oh no!
4: <laughs> well, yeah, but I you, at that's least similar. you can use something for that. Those are you know, a pain. True. <laughs> Go on, but, please. but anyways, you know, um, um, you know, we're all concerned about all of the different threats to Earth, and you know, we know it's climate change and or what do you want to call it? Uh, you know, uh, you also have nuclear threats, but to me, uh, my... Goal now is to get as much information out on uh, the subject of the ast- potential asteroid strikes that could affect the Earth and will affect the Earth, and it's not very pleasant. I not as as I would like it to be, but there are some good things here to report. That there's a lot going on, you know, between our government and the scientific community. Mm-hmm. You can see that you know they're getting the message, and as they. Uh, increase the technology, particularly uh, in the telescope area, Mm -hmm. they're getting a better feel for what's out there. Yes, yes. And they realize that, you know, this threat is real. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, as they learn more about what's out there, I think think their uh, threat level is is getting up there. And uh, although they're not you know, uh, out there singing, you know, ringing any alarms. Right. We can see by the actions that they're doing, yes. Uh, taking that, that they're really trying to uh, to tackle us. Well, they know. You know,
3: the, the the more they see, the more um, alarmed they get. You know what I mean? The more technology they have to see these things, the more alarming it is. Because we're really finding out these things aren't just you know uh, they're almost routine in a way, right?
4: Well, I don't know if they're routine, but you know, it just uh, with the with it, I want to see more disclosure at some point. You know, we talk about disclosure on uh, UAPs, UFOs, but I think we need to get some more disclosure on um, you know the potential threat of asteroids, comets, and um, you know they've because of just what we're seeing that's going on out there as far as. How they're reacting uh-huh. to what's going on, but yeah, but anyways, I wanted to tonight go over an article that recently came out in Science magazine. Go ahead, and uh, it's uh, what it is. It's uh, according to a recent study, uh, James Garvin, He's a chief scientist at NASA's Goddard Space uh, Flight Center. Uh-huh. He did a presentation to the Lunar and Planetary science conference in March. And uh, he basically said that the Earth is at a higher risk of a big asteroid strike Mm. based on research they've been doing. And the bottom line is he's using a new catalog of high-resolution satellite imagery. to, uh, And he's got a group of colleagues who are working on this. But what they're doing is they're examining the impact craters that Are in the earth. Mm -hmm. And he's determined now that in in those impact craters, those are what the scientists use, or one of the factors that scientists use to determine how severe the previous impacts were, and so they can do some planning. And, anyways, the bottom line here is that through his research, he's finding that, you know, the four impact craters that we have on earth now he's found that there are large rings around three of them. Mm. And uh, 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 the other one probably has one uh, around it, too. They're still doing research. But what his findings are based on uh, impact rates. And, uh, you know, the other factor that they use as scientists is they uh, research impact rates by tallying crater sizes. Well, now what these guys are doing is they're going out and looking around the rim of the craters in this new study. So anyways, what it suggests is that uh, in the past uh, million years or so, four size objects pummeled the Earth, and uh, given that two-thirds of the planet is covered by water, Yep. That means that there probably were many more that struck the Earth. And you wouldn't know than it. Than they originally planned. Hmm. Now, uh, Garvin and his associates used thousands of uh, stereo overlapping images to create 3D maps to try to determine these factors. Yes, yes, yes. And um, anyways, they did algorithms and all that. Yep. But anyways, uh, the study suggests that the Earth's uh, large... Impact craters are bigger than previously thought, <sighs> meaning that the Earth is more at risk of getting hit hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and if he's right, you know, and that's no sure bet. But if he's right, each impact uh, had resulted in an explosion some ten times that more violent than the largest nuclear bomb. <sighs> All right, mm. and uh, wow. Although not enough to to destroy the planet completely, it certainly would have um, uh, been enough to to definitely destroy uh, much of the planet. It it wouldn't have killed... The dinosaurs, but it would have been enough if people were living here mm-hmm. to really finish off, you know, life as we know it, and alter the climate.
6: So,
3: alter the climate too is what you know a lot of these things do, oh, and the course. impact, but the smoke course, and the dust you know? they put up in the atmosphere. So, is just...
4: anyways, the the bottom line here is that they've got more research to do, but they're finding out that it looks as though the you know the craters that they were looking at, you know, show a lot more than originally thought, and mm-hmm. so the concern is that these pending Uh, things that will happen in the future as far as strikes could be much more severe. And, you know, the the thing about it is that, you know, only about 40% of the asteroids and comets out there have been discovered so far. Yes. So the estimates of, you know, is it going to be 100 years or a million years before we get hit are um, really not very accurate Mm -hmm. because of some of this. But anyways, to finish, according to uh, Anna Luziak. Yes. She's a uh, crater researcher at the Polish Academy of Sciences. Wow. She said if his research is correct, it will be a very scary because it means that we really don't understand what's going on at all. Mm-hmm. And that there are a lot of space rocks that may come and make a mess. here. So I just wanted to pass this. On. I thought it was an interesting article. I was hoping to find something more positive, Yes. but I think the fact that we're showing that they're putting a lot, a lot of money and in yes. resources into this whole area of asteroids and how they can prevent them from, you know, hitting the earth at times, although that seems like it's, right now it's science fiction, but they are working on it. So I just wanted to share that and, uh, you know, will let you know, I'll, uh, I'll keep you informed if... Uh, we get any more updates?
3: I can see that. I can see how finding out that the that the craters themselves are bigger, you know, would lend you to believe that the asteroids that hit the Earth were bigger than they thought before, and that means that we are suscept- you know more susceptible to bigger ones than we thought, right?
4: Exactly, and uh, hmm. so that's that's the thing. It, you know, we know a lot of hits come. On a regular basis, right. comets and yes. all. Yes, yeah, yeah, And fortunately, you know, they usually end up hitting in a desert or an ocean. Oh, they burn up. In this small, But some of the stuff they're identifying now, they've been able to identify the size of them, and they know what their impact could be. Right, right. And uh,
0: Who's doing the identification? Is, it, is this a NASA project?
4: Yeah, this a Na- it's NASA along with okay. a lot of the scientific community, mm-hmm. and it's a worldwide effort. Yeah yeah, 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 not just NASA. NASA, and as I mentioned, there's the the uh, scientist from Poland. Yep. You know, she's part of this thing too. So, so there's a lot of people looking at it. But, you know, the main thing is we want to stay on top of this and try to pressure the government to be, uh, you know, the, to give us some more information. Yes. You know, be because you know, I, I guess I don't want to know it. If there's one coming, you, you remember a couple of the movies out there. Right. They, they let everybody know it's coming, mm-hmm. and then everybody goes nuts and has a great time. But Well, yes. Um, yes. I, I, I don't want to know. Just, you know. What do you think? Get me blindsided.
0: But every time. Well, we, part of us says we don't want to know, and the other part of us says, well, I, I want to know. You have to So know. I can sleep at night.
6: <laughs> well,
0: if you no, know. I, wanna,
4: I only want to know because so make sure we can prepare, you know, for yeah. what? Get out there and say a prayer or something before. I it.
0: prepare for an asteroid strike. You say, "Well, if it's a big one, let's see." According to the trajectory, trajectory it's going to hit the Yellowstone National Park. Good. I'll make sure I don't go to Yellowstone yeah. National Park at that time. Yellowstone say, Crater, uh, Maine, or something. But if it
3: hits, you know, All that's right? the thing. It's the the one that hit down in. Um, the Gulf of Mexico. When you look at the Gulf of Mexico, the reason that the western edge of the Gulf of Mexico looks like that—that's part of a, of a crater that you know hit right off of you know. If if it had hit just a little bit over, it probably would have separated the two continents. It was that big. But um, you know, when they when you say they, there's rings around them, club. What does that mean? That they're mm. old, they're older than they think, or bigger than they.
4: They're, they're bigger yeah. apparently these rings that go around the craters something that they hadn't looked at before right yeah are an indicator that that's you know it's a lot bigger than originally thought because they were measuring it a different way now this you know that's there's conflicts in that between scientists but mm-hmm. this uh garvin he's you know he's a pretty uh, big guy in the in nasa yes. and uh, so he's got a lot of people's attention
3: I'll spend some money on it, you know. I mean, that's the you know, they did the well, dot. They, are. they did they the are. dot um, experiment, which was they shot a a missile a couple of years ago. It it did hit the asteroid. It did knock it off course. In fact, I read the other day that it left eighty five different fragments. This 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 rocket that we shot off. Basically, they weren't trying to blow up the asteroid. They're trying to uh, change its trajectory. You know, change the direction so it didn't yeah. hit Earth. And it was a successful thing. But it took them like ten years to get this thing off the ground. It takes another two years for the thing to get there, so nothing's going to happen quick, you know. But they sh- they have to do the, de- the get the defenses working now in case one of these things shows up in another ten years, right?
4: Well, well Mac, just the fact that they've got a, a rocket land, I think it's in about three years, that's going to go up there and do much more as far as. Research, they're actually going to I guess land this thing mm-hmm. on a asteroid. They've got one identified. The fact that they're spending that kind of money yes. to do that, uh, I think, should tell us that they know a little bit more than we do about the threat. Y- yes. But the only mm-hmm. thing they've been clear about, like you say, is it's about a ten-year time frame, a lead time to get you're right, lead time you know, to get this get thing together up there and aimed at it and all that, and mm-hmm. they still don't have enough. Power, firepower, to move some of these things, some of the big and, ones, yeah, you know, large enough away. I was thinking, you know, I've I've heard them talk about. That's why they're building a lot of these space things now, because, you know, you're going to get the notice. You get a week's notice that there's a uh, asteroid coming, so you're going to get on the street to the your local rocket, and you're going to head to the moon. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. if you look at the moon, it looks like Swiss cheese with all of the... Yes, craters on it. ...that that's had over the years, you know. But you
3: see, in a way, that the moon takes the hit for the Earth sometimes, you know. They've taken a lot of the stuff because they don't have an atmosphere. And uh, they also say that the gravitational pull of Jupiter in our solar system is so great that anything coming in from way, way out usually gets caught up in its gravitational Oh, and it goes into jupiter so they're like the street cleaner but not it's like a pool it's like a pool game you know what i mean all these balls of you know uh, going well, that's around a up good there.
4: point point in fact there's recent something i read recently about that gravitational pull is changing so i'm sure the scientific community has taken all this information yeah yeah in estimates in and uh, is why is why they're basing all this stuff on but yeah, that that uh, that protection that we get out there by Jupiter is uh, yeah. apparently uh, like everything else. Things are changing.
3: Right. Well, the go, club. Let's give him a hand, please. That wasn't as uh, gloomy as I thought it would be.
4: Well, I'm, I'm, I apologize because I, I
0: really. <laughs>
4: I, I want to be more positive, yes. and uh, I'm, I'm looking really hard mm-hmm. to find more positive things. So I'm looking more at the development of these uh, ships and so on. So yes. the next report hopefully will be a little better, you know, and okay. change the mood here. But uh. <laughs> Okay, all right.
0: Well, the granularity of some of the data that's coming in uh, indicates that uh, we might be missing a lot of potential uh, threats. Like, you just we see can't all see these them. threats that, okay, I've got that one track. this one tracked, No worries, it's not going right. to hit us. We're good. But we're, apparently we're missing a lot of you stuff. You can't see them. That's yeah, a, a lot of them you that's can't the see. I'm
4: about. 40% is all we've identified. So
3: there's 60% yeah. out there.
4: Yep. No, it's 60%. That's a lot. You know what I mean? That's,
3: that's, that's a lot. Anyway, while we uh, go and say our prayers now, why don't we um, take a commercial break. And don't eat uh, green bananas. Don't eat green bananas either for some reason. Why? Can you tell us real quick?
4: Yeah, because you, know, you might be
3: gone
0: before the ripen. I might not be around. That's right. <laughs> oh, the
3: home! Now, nah, please, give, give us that punchline again, wow. please. Why don't you want to eat
0: green you bananas? Don't want, you don't want to buy green bananas because you won't be around <laughs> to, to watch them ripen. Well, you put them you never, in a bag. Is that expression? Joke. That's yeah, a big
4: expression in, in the nursing homes. For oh, the old I'm time. sure oh, it is. No. Wow. <laughs> you don't God. buy so, green bananas.
3: Anyway... Okay. I thought there was some kind of ex hamster
5: thing that, going on. That there. was I, deep. Also, that was pretty deep. Really? They, yeah, they okay.
0: don't listen to certain yes songs because the song will still be playing before, they, before uh, they, uh, to listen to the end of it.
3: <laughs> wow. Okay. Another reason I hate <laughs> Cry hey, is on tonight? To the edge.
0: <laughs> Can Can
3: don't listen the the yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe Behind this, maybe someone's on here. That is,
5: I got some Florida man things later.
3: Oh, <laughs> really?
5: It'd be really bad. Then the ship would really be sinking. <laughs> well, then Steve's got to put up the train wreck. Definitely. Why don't yeah, no, we, we need
4: Switchy to come up with something? With something, yeah, tonight. a I dance or whatever. I, I got a report. Mood switch. He has a report. All right. I so why, why don't we do report. this? Oh,
1: uh, Eric is in the green room, by the way. Okay. Here
4: we
3: go. Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, Calm down, regroup, catch our breaths. And um, we'll be right back. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The entire gang is here. I can name them all, but then we'd run out of time. Right, Al?
2: You got it. So we'll be right back after this. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super-terrorist hid six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nukes' secret locations before time runs out. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons, by Mech Maloney, on sale now on Amazon.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's tracks Star Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac, a well with a show we have for you tonight. But first, the co defendants here, the co conspirators, girls, very famous Juan Juan is here. Morning.
0: Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. This is Juan Juan at your service. Glad to be here and glad to be anywhere, Mac, as you know. Really? I live for this.
3: And no conco, saving the world, saving the planet. But uh, switch place, Steve Waters here down there in West Virginia, switchy.
1: Great to be here.
3: Okay. Two donuts into the day. Were they chocolate covered donuts?
1: Absolutely. Oh. Chocolate frosted with yellow cake. Mm. It wasn't the devil food. That's great.
3: Anyway, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club Willie. How you
4: doing? You know, Mac, I'm I'm really doing great tonight and I, I always enjoyed listening to you know what goes on. Would switch in his very exciting meals. Yes, uh, yes. You know, it makes me want to go out and get you, you some, some... Intamin donuts. Yeah, or really. Something, but. yeah, me too.
1: Very suggestive. You, you've always got a stack of Twinkies there, club.
3: Well, <laughs> I do. Just yeah, get some Keebler cookies something. <laughs> oh, wait, let's see what he has. This is not good for people who might be suffering the munchies at the moment. <laughs> what do you got? No, oh yep. man, some of the mid-thirties, really? Right? Holy cow! Anyway. Wow. Uh also also with us is uh UFO mechanic. Look at him. Oh now he's rubbing it in cuts things. UFO mechanic Al Albert, <laughs> Ronaldo Albert is in the house with us.
5: Hello yeah. Mac. Hello everyone. You okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine, but I you know, I didn't eat anything like what these guys eat. I I more or less you know, I had breakfast and then okay. it was liquid from that point. You know, some, some days starting go starting about nine thirty. <laughs> <930. know? laughs> yeah, well that's that's when the packy opens. Really? So getting,
3: yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Good
0: to know. The packies are open at nine thirty now? Well, they're oh. a little
5: convenience store. Up island, you know, yeah.
3: where where
0: we live, yeah.
3: Uh, anyway, that's late, as it turns out. Anyway, nice. no raven tonight. No raven, which I think is just throwing us all off, you know. But uh she did um range for our next guest to be on the show. And Switchy, I'm going to have you introduce him, because Switchy and our next guest are good friends. Please, Switchy.
1: Uh, our, our, our guest is Eric Mintel of uh, Eric Mintel Investigates uh, from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and his team cover all aspects of the paranormal, from cryptids to UFOs to, to ghosts. Mm-hmm. And he is also a musician. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, the Eric Mintel Quartet, so uh, he's a a paranormal investigator by day and a musician by night, or well, vice versa. However, it works. Yeah. On the schedule.
3: All right. Well, then we're going to have to clap him in here, Eric. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And,
1: and actually, hello,
7: hello gentlemen. We appreciate.
1: We met you. on oh, Bray Road. Yes. I was uh, traveling with a, a young lady that was a mutual friend of ours okay. named Brandy. Wow. And we're cruising along Bray Road. Now they don't let you park on Bray Road. I you know, don't <laughs> like that. So I see this guy's truck there. And is his entourage, and I'm thinking, uh, I'm going to have to stop this guy and, and turn him over to the authorities, make a citizen's arrest or something. Yes, go ahead. But uh, <laughs> So when he first saw me with the beard, I think he thought I was the beast transforming, but uh, everything worked out good. Is that
3: what's on the Bray Road? Is there some kind of monster that haunts Bray Road? The is dog that- man. The dog man. Oh, I love the dog man.
1: And Eric and his team have done a couple of... Uh, very uh, cool investigations there Mm -hmm. and have access to uh, a man, Lee Hampel. I've talked about him on the show before, who has all kinds of strange activity on his farm. Well, listen, uh,
3: before we get into that strange activity, let me just ask Eric a couple things, Um, because you're a jazz person, okay? If you don't mind. We talk about music on this show more than you would think. Um, Please, explain jazz to me in this one way, okay? So you have a lot of great jazz records, Right. But then the whole idea of jazz is to improvise and to kind of, you know, spread the envelope and all that stuff. So when you record a jazz record, do you know what I mean? Are they, they, they can't be recorded like rock records are, which are basically just stacked up different kind of, you know, like, like right. pieces of a cake. Don't I mean, then how do you know, how can you improvise a, a jazz
7: record? You have to know what you're doing,
3: but everything. <laughs> yeah. But, but are you, are you taking, are you still, are you taking well, solos? It just, let, and it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good.
7: Oh yeah. You, you know, and you got it. I mean, you're, you're just about there. Basically when you're doing a jazz record, song, record, whatever, um, we, you know, we're still going by the same framework of a tune, you know, like, uh, I could take a, a police tune, right. And, okay. uh, I could take the form of that tune take the chords from that song but improvise over those chords but okay. maintain the same kind of melody like I'm mm-hmm. very bass melody based player yes where I'm not like what they call avant garde jazz I'm not that type of jazz mm-hmm. I like that kind of jazz but not a lot of people like that right but I'm very me- <clears throat> melody oriented so you you're going to have the the framework of the tune and then what we do as jazz musicians is we are improvising over those chord progressions
6: mm-hmm. Okay,
7: and this is this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand, and where it comes from, and why I said you have to know what you're doing, because you do. You really need to know the uh, full the chords, the form of the tune. Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's so many different things going on in a jazz performance, whether it's a record or whether it's a live performance, than there is for a rock solo yes, or whatever. You sure. know, you've got three chords in rock. Yep. You've got about a hundred chords in jazz. Yes, yes. You know, so. But it's, 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 it's cool, but it's very, it's very similar, but it's, it's not similar, so you're improvising, mm-hmm. but you, uh, that's the beautiful thing, it's coming from the infinite, you mm-hmm. know, it's coming, that solo is different, and that solo is going to be different uh, to that audience each night, every right? time. does that make sense?
3: Every time, so, so that's what mm-hmm. I mean, is like, so before you, let's say to sit down and record a jazz record, uh, do you, do you rehearse? No. You just go and hit it.
7: We, uh, we, I mean, let's put it this way. This, I'm celebrating 30 years as a band leader this year. Okay. And uh, the guy, the guys in my group, we've been together for close to, well, a little over 20 years. So we kind of like read each other's minds as far as that goes. Mm. We pretty much know each other's style. You hear that Um, And we've been together longer than most marriages. But other than that, so, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, there's an unspoken language in, in what we do. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as rehearsing goes, I try not to, only because I don't want to get, diminish that spontaneity factor. Right.
3: Yes, I get that. I can understand that. Yeah, I do. Um, you know what? It's good that you get along with the guys in your band. Remember the Paul Butterfield Blues Band? Remember those Vaguely, guys? Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew the bass player in there, and uh, or he did a couple. Okay. He did a couple tours with them, and at the end of them, Paul Butterfield, one of them came up to him and said, "You're the only guy in the band I haven't stabbed."
7: <laughs> well, my mentor, my, yeah, my mentor was Dave Grubeck. Oh, yeah. So, okay. uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Dave yep. Brubeck is a great friend of mine. He wrote liner notes really? for our CDs mm. and just a great uh, guy as far as like a mentor, you know, as, mm. as far as my music was concerned. Very famous. And, uh, and Marion McPartland was uh, was also a, a great mentor. I was on her show on, on piano jazz on NPR. So, mm. you know, these are just jazz icons, you know, yeah, and they, yeah. have, they check their ego at the door. You know, mm. it's like these are just, uh, approachable people, and just really blessed to be able to know them and learn a lot from them.
3: Dave Brobeck, especially—I never got to see him, but he lived till he was about a hundred, so I know his kids are out uh, yeah, touring.
7: Pretty close. But uh, <laughs>
3: anyone who you, you don't even have to be a jazz person to know—you've heard his song "Take 5 is, oh, yeah. It's been you know everywhere, you know. Yeah. And uh, he oh, absolutely! Does a lot of really good.
7: Go you ahead, should please. hear our version of it, man. Yeah, I'll bet. It's just <laughs> uh, a yeah. great,
3: great song, and and a lot of his stuff. You know, I listened to him one whole summer. I just listened to him, and um, uh, what's that one? Turk, um, Turk, uh, yeah, Blue He's Rondo, a, yeah. All Turk. Yeah, just just you hear that a lot too, you know. But it's just this is the time signatures in it, and the way that they kind of change, yeah. and really good. If you and, and I don't understand yeah. oh, jazz, yeah. I don't really understand it, but I can understand kind of what they were doing, you know. So.
7: Yeah, anyway. the time thing was was well, you know, even Columbia Records. Not to get off track here, but Columbia Good. Records didn't even want to put that album out. They because uh, oh, yeah. the 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 audience couldn't dance to it. They didn't. Mm. And it was all originals. There was a painting on the front cover of the album. Yep. But it went on to sell a million copies. That came, it came became a gold record. Yeah. Oh so. yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 And just in is in the um, it's in the consciousness now. You hear that? It, yeah. it, it means jazz. You know. So. Anyway, Absolutely. so where did you go to school? Last music question. Did you go to school for this? Are you self-taught or
7: what? Self, self-taught, man. Really? I self-taught everything my whole life.
3: Mm-hmm. So you didn't have <laughs> to deal with those people at Berkeley then, right? didn't have to deal
7: with them. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I wasn't one of them. I, You know, that's one of the things I probably, not a regret, but I probably would have liked to have gone to college to learn how to write because I don't really write that well. So mm-hmm. I'd like to learn to write. But I let the guys in my group do that. And that's okay. They take it from here and put it on paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so that, you know, pretty much all self taught. And uh, I've always been my own boss. You know, I've always had like different businesses and things Mm -hmm. like that. Always been an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, and when uh, my, you know, always loved the paranormal. Always loved the paranormal from a very, very young age.
3: It's a strange, Um, uh, strange two things that you're interested in. So, anyway, so you started with the paranormal. (laughs) At a young age. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, started in, uh, and then, you know, we've, I live here in Bucks County, as Steve just mentioned, and uh, we're about, I guess, about 60 miles northeast of Philadelphia, and we've got a rich history here in the area, uh, a lot of ties to the Underground Railroad, um, and a, just a lot of history, ghosts, and all kinds of uh, ties to the Underground Railroad. Washington and Lafayette were in these areas. We live right down the street from where Washington crossed the Delaware. Yes. So we are in that kind of area and a lot of ghost stories. So I've learned I heard a lot of these ghost stories growing up, both from my father and just from local folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2016, I was, you know, looking at all these paranormal shows on TV. Yes. And I said, to my, I just had this epiphany one night and I said, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I just I started my own show. I had been on a TV show already. It was called Talking Jazz with Eric Mintel. Mm-hmm. And I asked the guys at the station. I said, "Hey, can we do a paranormal show?" And they said, "Yeah, let's do it." So uh, we started doing videos and on local ties to the our, our area here, and uh, they started airing them. And then it's then it became this paranormal tourism show where we're going to show people what to do, where to go, where to stay, mm. what. All is the fo- the local folklore, Paranoid. and it's just been phenomenal, man. It's just been yeah. growing ever since.
3: Yeah, yeah, wow, that's cool. Where's, where's the where's the craziest place you can go? Are you, are you talking about worldwide, some haunted place somewhere on the other side of the world, that type of thing?
7: Uh, where would I like to go? Yes, or oh man, man, there's a lot of places in England I would love mm-hmm. to go. Full I would on. love to. Oh man, I would love to see if my spirit medium Dominic is all sort our team member dominic satel i would love to go to the ruins in uh in peru aztec Mm -hmm. ruins and see if you could tune in on some of the energies there yes because there's so those things are really fascinating but here in the states i mean god it's just like anywhere really um that has a good story you know and that's the thing we love telling those stories Mm -hmm. and we're all about truth truth truth-based investigating Mm -hmm. and some and some of the things that happen to us we still can't explain. And some of the things we're still wrapping our heads around. Right. Sure. As Steve, as as Steve could probably tell you too. And as probably he has told you, you know, when we were on Bray road, you know, that's what they said. They said, well, people, you know, you're not allowed to park on Bray road. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but we had no, we were there for three hours. Nobody bothered us at all. Good
3: name for a Uh, book. Yeah. But, but, um, uh, let me ask this. So, um, you were talking about Peru, for instance, okay? Do you, you, you mean those places that are like way up in the Andes and, they, and they're, they're like fortresses and made, you know, they have like blocks that are 500 tons and stuff like that? Yeah. How? Yeah. How? How did they do that? You know what I mean? Those exactly. things are at least how 12,000 years that- old. How, how did they do it? You can not do it today. We say this all the time on the show. You could not do it today. There's a lot of places around the world. I just saw Graham Hancock. Uh, series. You know, he's he's actually pretty good. He's more of a journalist and a scientist. But oh, he, definitely. He he, pu- he points out these places that are just so ancient. There's a place in Turkey, yeah. uh, Tepe Ubaqi or something. Okay, that's if you believe it. I mean, it's a, it's a fortress. It's way up in the mountain. The, the stones are bigger than Stonehenge, and there's all very intricate tunnels and stuff. If you believe them, that was built by cavemen. You know, twenty thousand years ago. Well. How do they do it, you know? So anyway, they're pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I mean
7: how did they do it? It's uh that's the big factor. That's the fascinating factor. I mean, guys, here's the thing. When we do these investigations, I, you know, I always come away with like people are seeing something. People are experiencing something out there and they're they're seeing something. And in our research, uh, you know, is it are they being picked to see these things? Are they Mm -hmm. being you know, uh, singled out yes. to have these experiences. So that's what we're, that's the fascinating part of this because you can have somebody seeing a UFO,
6: mm-hmm. but
7: somebody standing right next to you, they, they, they won't see it.
3: Okay. So, they'll, so they'll, we,
7: they'll see an apparition, the ghost or whatever. Right. And then that other person doesn't see it. It happens that quick or they're just, just happen to be at the right place at the right we, time.
3: We talk about this all the time is that uh, certain people are destined or are they, is there something in their DNA where they're going to see stuff that a lot of us aren't. I've never seen a UFO, never never seen a ghost, never seen anything really paranormal, though. I'm always looking for it. And I I always get the feeling if you look for it, you're not going to see it. Or there are there people who are predestined to see this stuff and and have it happen (laughs) to them all their lives, you know?
7: Well, you, you just said it. I mean, and I mean, I'm going to go back to the, to the Bray road investigation with the dog man. Um, I had gone out there, I'll just preface the story real quick by saying a good friend and fan of ours, uh, Ellen Collins, she pretty much paid our freight to go out there and do this, this video. Yes. She had said to me back in like July of 2021, uh, you know, we should do a video on the beast of Bray road. And I said, wow, th- I would love to do that. And I had heard about this, this creature over the years. Mm-hmm. I said, I would love to do that. Um, I said, you know, let's do it. So she wound up it getting us out there. And uh, but I'm going out there thinking that we wouldn't see anything. Yes, I wasn't looking for. I wasn't looking for anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're gonna hear this great story. We're gonna meet some great people. We're gonna hear. We're gonna meet Lee Hample, which was awesome. Okay, great guy. And we were on his farm. He gave us full access to thousands and thousands of pictures that he's got. Hair samples, UFOs, all kinds of weird lights, and just all kinds of weird stuff. And uh, but still. In my mind, I'm like still not expecting this is that all, we're going to run into anything.
3: All dog man stuff, right? Dog man is what everyone's looking for out there. Okay. And dog man is he's, – <laughs> he's a guy half, half, half dog, half guy, right? Half man.
7: It's uh, – well, the Beast of Bray Road is supposed to be a six to seven foot tall uh, upright canine mm, 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 dog man. Mm. Okay. creature mm. with like uh, – the, the you know, to look like a wolf's head, like a dog's head with yes. a man's body, right? Okay. So, so, and there's another story of this, I got to tell you too, which is just another correlation to this, which I found out later, but so we get out there and we were in, well, first of all, when I, after we met Steve, um, we went back to. Uh, Lee's uh, barn and he showed us another, he has a great presentation of everything that he's got, all of his evidence. I mean, there's, you could be there all week and not see everything that he has there. Go ahead. Uh, hair samples, hair samples that under the microscope are are clear, they're translucent. There's no, no medulla. No medulla, right. Right. And it was just insane. Uh, I think Steve uh, Brandy or somebody had the electronic problems with the car. Yeah, she did.
1: Go ahead. Her
6: truck.
7: Yeah, like her and Lee's been getting a lot of electronic disturbances there. Even us, when we went out and did the reconnaissance earlier in the day, Scott, uh, Ellen's son, Scott was there. He's our drone operator. And, uh, he was taking drone footage of us going down to the bait area, which uh-huh. we call it what that Lee calls the bait area where, uh, he's been getting all this activity. So he, we're on, we're on Scott. has to wear these, uh, uh, virtual reality glasses in order to see where he's going. Yes. Well, in this certain part of the field, we disappeared. Mm. And he, he we disappeared from his screen. Mm-hmm. So, and then he had to reconfigure and find us again. But there was an area down there that was very, very strange because later on, it came back again where we had a lot of electronic disturbances that night. Yes. So, I, earlier, when we did that reconnaissance, <laughs> I baited that area with steak bones that we had the night before. Steak Steak. Okay, go ahead. And I was going, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, was this a good or bad idea to do that?
3: He is a dog man. He is a dog man, but go ahead.
7: (laughs) (laughs) So we get down there and we did the, uh, we did the, uh, we go back and goes back to the Lee's barn. And it's getting dark. I mean, this is, this was the night of October 3rd of 2021. And it's starting to get dark about 830, 840. And, uh, I said, well, Lee, thank you so much for the, um, you know, presentation. You know, he blew our minds with all of the stuff that he's Mm -hmm. got there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, if it's okay with you, we'd like to go down and do a night investigation. He's like, absolutely. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay. So we took quads. We took four wheelers down there because it's about, it's a 35 acre hayfield. So it's a, it's a little bit down, a little bit to get down there. Dominic uh, was with me and Ellen and Scott. It was just the four of us. Yes. And, um, so Dominic goes, uh, "Are we? Do you think we're going to scare it away with the quads?" Go I'm ahead. like, well, "Well, well, let me put it to you this way: that theory was out the door because of what happened next." So mm-hmm. anyway, we get down there, and I thought we were going to have to scrub the whole uh, the whole investigation yes. because when we were in Lee's barn, it looked like it was going to rain. Okay. And but when we got out to the bait area to the field, it cleared up. It was absolutely crystal clear. Okay. So we get out there, get off the quads, and, uh, and Dominic happens to look up, and he goes, what the hell is that? And here, just a real solid orb of light is hmm. going over the field. Hmm. Solid, no blinking lights. You could see other planes around it, okay. but this was just a solid orb, and it's just going over the field. We're trying to figure out what it is. We're looking at it, right. and it wasn't a plane. And no, no sound, no nothing. And all of a sudden, it does a little forty-five degree and blinks out, disappears. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We looked at it later. We looked at it later, and it wasn't. It wasn't a satellite. It wasn't the space station. It was nothing like that that night.
3: Yeah, you can tell those things. Um,
7: Yeah, and it's that was the first thing. Second thing that happened, which changed my whole perspective on what's out there. Go ahead. We hear we hear a howl very far in the distance. Yes. And Dominic and I look at each other like, what the is that, you know? And then we hear one closer and it's getting, and then Dominic goes, are you here to Ellen? Are you hearing this? And she goes, yeah, it's coming from over there. And with that, the third howl, and Uh you could see, you could hear this on our video. It's called the Beast of Bray Road, Alive and Well. Uh This is like the third howl is like a low guttural scream, growl, yell combination, Yes. which it sounds like a man screaming in the field. So dog man, you know, yes. it sounds like that. So I was like blown away, man. I could not believe it. And it wasn't people were like, you know, weren't you scared? There was yeah, there was a little bit of the fear factor. there, mm-hmm. but It was more like, what are we hearing? What is this? It, it's creepy as hell. When you listen we, to him switch down about the eye shine.
1: You were there, right?
7: Switch?
3: Yeah.
1: You were there switchy. No, no. I, I saw the video oh, afterwards. Okay.
3: I, I was going to ask you if you yep. flipped your wig.
7: No, Steve, not, just, Steve was not. Kind trying to club up, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't want me
1: to scare away the dog man. Well, let me ask you this. So when so,
3: so, so, you came away from this, so you heard him, you recorded him, you felt his presence nearby, this, this um, cryptoid or whatever you might
7: want
1: to call him, half man, And, half and they dog. saw eyeshine about, what, six feet off the ground?
7: About six feet. Well, so if you could picture this, the, the hay field is like a rectangle. Okay. And on either side of the hayfield, the corn was still up at that point. Yep. So you could see, we shine the light over to where we heard that howl, and sure enough, you could see eye shine. I mean, you could see a farmer's light, which is way down the, on the other end. Okay. But there was eye shine darting in and out of this corn.
3: That's just eyes that and, uh, light up at night, like a cat's eyes or a dog's
7: eyes. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And a lot of people are seeing this. Mm-hmm. So that was that was it, and then. We were still out there. I mean, we still out there. But here's the thing, Mac and guys, we uh-huh. had no protection, mm. nothing. Uh-huh. We had a flashlight and a radio. That okay. was it. <laughs> you know, there's a joke in there my, somewhere. But that was yes, the. I know. I'm sorry. That was my stupidity of having no protection. You know, Lee said, "Do you want to take uh, the the flare gun?" And I I opted not to do that, which I wish I would have because we could have gotten some really good light on it.
3: I would take the flare gun.
7: Yeah, in I I will episodes. next time. But yeah. uh, so. So that was that. And then, uh, we see the eye shine. So then we're still doing a little bit of work out there. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And then suddenly we hear all of this rustling going on behind us. Mm -hmm. And and then at that point I said, okay, guys, we got to get the hell out of here because this is telling us that this is its territory yes, and we're, we need to get the hell out of here. Yes. And that was the only, that was the only time I felt like very uneasy, Mm-hmm. about this being in that space. Cause there was no wind, there was no nothing, but it mm-hmm. was still, you could hear something walking around back there.
3: Right. 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 Yeah.
7: So, so, so we went, we went back to Lee's barn and uh, told Lee, he's like, this whole thing took about, a, I mean, we were out there not even an hour or like 40 minutes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so but, let me ask you this. So uh, before we go to a break, so now you're an educated guy. I mean, you're a jazz musician, but we're not going to hold that against you. Um, what do you think, what do you think this thing is? And, and what's the connection to seeing like a UFO or whatever? What is, you know?
7: Well, I, you know what, here's the thing. I, Lee has a picture which just really got me thinking. There's a picture in Lee's arsenal of, of trail cam pictures that he's got where it's in the middle of the daytime and It looks like an orb in the middle of in the sky Mm -hmm. that has something like there's several orbs, but it's a several clear orbs, but it has something in the middle of it. Okay, it was look it looked outstretched like a like a cross. There was something in that orb. I'm thinking to myself, could the UFO that we saw, could it have deposited this creature Mm -hmm. And, somehow. Yes, as true. out as that sounds, you know, I mean... Well, you hear that story a lot though, that they see
3: these cryptids and they see UFOs sometime, you know, around it, before, after, whatever, and it, it would lead right. you to believe that, <laughs> as we talk about this all the time on the show, that they are connected in some way, you know, that everything is connected. You know, the paranormal, uh what do we call it? The, um... You know, the, what's, what was Einstein trying to um, solve his whole life? The unified field theory. Well, this is the unified field theory of the paranormal. You know, you see ghosts. There's a great picture of the, a ghost You know, in, in, a, in an old house, and, and there's a UFO right above it. It really kind of makes you think, hey, maybe there's you know, some connection. Listen, we're going to want to take a break. Can you stay with us, Eric? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Before we go, let me ask you a question, a musician question. Ready? How do, you, how do you get a trombone player off your porch?
6: <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> pay, pay him for the pizza. Come on! <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh
6: With my that, God!
4: <laughs> We're well, bringing break, the, break the show down now, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> now, now.
3: Take a break, and we'll be right back after this. you will listening to McElonie's Military Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network.
9: Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous One. on sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
3: Here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, this is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Let me introduce the co-conspirators. Juan Juan over there, across the puddle. Girls, he's here.
0: Over here in England, and then Eric's going to tell me what one of the great paranormal places in England to go to, because I'm, I'm waiting for that. The whole country. I'm here, girls. I'm here, and it's uh, been I'm a here, blast goes. of a show so far, and there's still more to come.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Wow, okay. See, he's enthusiastic. Yeah. He's up, he's, he's not outside. down. Uh, no cocoa tonight too. No cocoa tonight. He's not saving the world, but Switchblade Steve Ward is here, and he's up. I don't think he's down. I don't think he's negative.
1: Switch? No, and, and, and girls, I'm here south of the Mason-Dixon line. Girls, uh, just, uh, <laughs> a, a matter maybe a mile from the, the best hillbilly cooking. Uh, oh, oh Steve,
5: go for it! Yeah. Wow, That's okay, bad. all right, all right. He's going for it. It's very line. impressive. I'm,
3: I'm glad. Kind of like ripping the Band-Aid off, but okay. <laughs> Uh, also with us is uh, security
4: chief Willie Club. Hey Mac, great show tonight. Really? Two of my favorite topics, obviously jazz and the paranormal, together. Yes. Great. Pinching myself. Yes.
3: Really? Okay. How about <laughs> yeah. the car talk? I'm
4: trying to do it off camera. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where well, you can't see
3: Switchy. When did Switchy get so funny? Anyway, listen. No,
1: always hilarious. Uh, Come on.
3: No Raven tonight. No raven tonight. That's the bad news. Talk about ripping the band-aid off. However, not that you can fill her shoes. is um, Al Ronaldo, your phone mechanic, in the the house with us. Uh,
5: Hey, great to be here. Uh Steve, isn't that a, uh, what is it? Some kind of, um,
3: something against the penal code, isn't it? Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) You you had to take five seconds of stuttering for
5: that? I, I spaced, I'm sorry. All right
3: yeah you know we're embarrassed in front of I guess Eric pronounce your last name, I'm sorry.
7: what's that again? I couldn't hear you
3: Eric, pronounce your last name and tell us what what nationality are you
7: mintel it's a I'm German, Irish, and Italian
3: <laughs> whoa um, wow strike on one purpose? two, and three <laughs> oh,
7: no, on purpose really <laughs> <of them. laughs>
3: huh okay, all right, that's okay. Um, there's jokes in there <laughs> somewhere. Boy,
7: I'm I'm running like uh 9 out of 10 with Mac here. Man. No, that's okay. It's all right. It's okay.
3: Wow, huh. And uh, you're a paranormal investigator slash jazz musician, right? Yes. Yeah. So you play the Correct. piano, you play keyboards and so on in the, in your jazz band? Yeah, game? I play
7: Yeah, I play piano. Okay, what's keyboards.
3: The, what's the name of the band again?
7: Welcome. So it's a it's a Eric Mintel Quartet. Okay. And the rest of the guys are Nelson Hill on saxophone, Dave Moan on drums and Jack Hedgie on bass.
6: Mhm.
3: Okay. All right. And 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 I don't know how how often do you play? I mean, you've played at the Kennedy Center. You must be you're kind of big time in a way, right? I'm a big deal.
7: I'm a pretty big deal. Oh. Okay. That's my line. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but now um, we play uh, we play a lot. I mean, we play quite often. I mean, uh, you know, the pandemic put a put a kibosh on a lot of live performances. Sure. But that uh, that being said, things are back, man. So mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. it's great. We've been playing all over. We just came back from a tour up in New England.
9: Mm-hmm. We've
7: got a huge tour happening. Uh, uh, we just came back in the south. We were down in uh, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. Yep. So we travel all over. We've been out to Seattle, all all over the place.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's that's cool because you know you're nice. you're a working musician, but you're a successful successful musician, and you know they're kind of rare. You know, let's face it.
7: Thank you. You know, yeah. I uh, you said in one Juan, you're out in uh, in England. We actually had mm. a gig, uh, a little tour set up in England mm. back in two thousand two, but unfortunately, uh, it didn't happen because the promoter I I hooked up with over there, unfortunately, she couldn't get us enough jobs to yeah, make sure. it worthwhile. Right. Right. But it's uh, one of, that's something I would have loved to have done is to uh, perform. But we haven't gone to Europe yet, so that's another goal. Mm-hmm.
3: So, so a musician who I know who um, he played Ringo in Beatlemania, the original Beatlemania. Remember that?
7: Oh
6: yeah. Uh,
3: so he, you know, he, he he was in the business for quite a while, successful as a cover band. He said anytime time he went in to collect the money from the promoter, he always brought a switchblade. <laughs> right i mean isn't that kind of the uh, business in a way
7: uh and not my business And the what do they do in the, j- mean, uh, the probably jazz probably in the rock world but okay. I, I i work with i work with a lot of classy people okay. i don't have to worry about that crap okay that's good all right I, I was,
3: what do they do serve bad brie or something but did they always pay <laughs> yeah. you do they always pay you what they say they're going to pay you
7: oh yeah, yeah? i have really? a contract oh wow okay
3: all right that's good yeah you do
7: I I yeah I'm a pro I'm a pro yeah, man yeah 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 but I mean <laughs> I don't you've feel friend... but, you but know, my pants in in these places I I have to you know have a contract I got three other mouths to feed too that have to get paid too so, yeah you're responsible you know, I feel it's... that yep I I understand yeah, it yep. absolutely I do
3: wow that's cool man that is really good I mean you know I know a lot of musicians and uh, you know they're they're great players they've spent their whole lives at it you know and
7: oh and, yeah you know.
3: That's what they yeah, do, it's, you
7: know? Yeah, well, one of the reasons why I wanted to get into Paranormal, because I love music, but I also love Paranormal. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something that I could be creative with and still, you know, tell stories. And, you know, we're doing that through the music, but through Paranormal and just the stories that are out there. Right. It's just phenomenal.
3: What's the strangest thing you've ever seen? What's What's the thing that keeps you up at
7: night? Uh, the Beast of Bray Road. <laughs> really? Yeah, that experience? I yep. mean... I'm still that one, and what we're going to talk about too next is the the uh, Bigfoot in the New Jersey Pine Barrens. Oh, I'm sorry. Which actually, it it actually happened a week after we got back from Elkhorn.
3: Okay.
7: Where we had an encounter. So the October of 2021 was like it was like the paranormal lottery was won. It was just incredible time, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but the Beast of Bray Road. I mean, we're still wrapping our heads around it. What I what I didn't say in part one here was that so we did that investigation in october of 2021 and then uh in april of 2022 we went back to elkhorn and we did another follow-up investigation didn't encounter the creature this time but we did a, a town hall meeting mm-hmm. in uh in elkhorn uh, over 140 people showed up mm-hmm. and told their story of seeing this creature the same creature and what I came away with was the way this thing walks, the gait of this creature and the sounds it's making. It, it, basically, people were describing the same thing. On two legs, it's like gliding. Yeah. But on four, le- on four legs, quadrupedal, then it's going to be very, very fast. Hmm. So hmm. The, here's the other thing. We did another investigation out here, and there's an area above Philadelphia called Bryn-Athen. Mm-hmm. Well, I come to find out, There's another dog man out here called the Bryn Athen Beast. Never even knew about it. Wow. Dog man. So Tom, Tom Carey uh, did some research. Tom is like a very, if you know anything about UFOs, Tom Carey is the lead uh, research guy of Roswell. He's written like seven books with Don Schmidt, Tom Carey. So he and I did an investigation and did a follow up with some of these uh, witnesses. And I mean, you know, I'm pretty good at, discerning the bs from the truth go ahead. these people were telling the truth about what they saw and mm. they mm-hmm. were just shaken to the found to their foundations by this right so and and the similar type of way the creature walks out here as to Al, in elkhorn mm. so there was a really uh very similar correlation
3: Float along, floating along is kind of a weird thing you know what i mean that's kind of scary in itself but listen let's just go to the pine browse i'll just explain real quick the Pine Barrens yeah. in New Jersey, believe it or not, the Pine Barrens take up a big chunk in New Jersey. And if you they do. if you drive down 95 south or north, you know, uh, around New York City, and let's say you're heading south, you you drive right through the Pine Barrens. And, and basically what they are is this enormous forest that for some reason the ground is not conducive to growing things. It's sandy and so on and so forth. So it's been kind of ignored over the years. People have tried to live in it. There's a whole mystery of Ong's Hat. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Eric, but that's a whole thing that happened Mm -hmm. in the Pine Barrens. Very, very odd, odd, odd. But they see lots of paranormal creatures there. They see lots of ghosts there. The Sopranos, you know, whack their, uh, you know, their enemies (laughs) and bury them there. I mean, it's a very, very strange, strange place, right? Now, you went there and you're looking for Bigfoot.
7: So what we did was we, uh, great friends of mine, Eric Spinner and Art Mac are Bigfoot researchers in New Jersey. Great guys doing a lot of really great field research, you know, out in the field investigating. Um, so we decided, look, we wanted to do this investigation of this area called the bowl. It's an area very like, just like it sounds like a bowl. It's like, it's very low in the middle, h- high on the top. There's been a lot of juvenile Bigfoot sightings out there, trail cam pictures, uh footprints mm-hmm. uh air samples all kinds of weird stuff so anyway we get out there and when we got out there that night it was we went five miles into the pine barrens and like you just said it's very desolate and it's there's probably twenty thousand square acres of just crazy forest so we get out there and uh we're out there we went five miles into the pine barrens and then we started parked the truck and then we went about 600 yards into the woods to set up base camp. So we set up base camp and this was, this was on October 11th of 2021. And we set up base camp and talking to Eric and art about their research, what they go, how they, how they go about it. And while Dominic is talking to art, we all collectively heard this whoop in the, in the forest, in the background. so, I had, to, you know, in a lot of times when I've seen those Bigfoot shows, I have to chuckle because sometimes when you hear these people whooping and hollering for Bigfoot, I'm like saying to myself, is that what they really sound like? Hmm. But that night when we did when Art and Dominic were talking, we heard this whoop in the in the woods. So the weird, the, the most bizarre thing about this whole thing was Eric's wife, Heather, she started answering it back. <laughs> Okay. And they were having a conversation. It was going back and forth, not once, but like four or five times, mm. back and forth. And you can hear it on the video. Mm. <clears throat> the, the video is called uh, On the Watch for Squatch. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you, man, it was Hang just a spooky, on. spooky night, man. Yes. Um, so then we kept hearing all kinds of really weird uh, howls and rustling sounds. So it was a very productive night, but it was just another thing that was, you know, we're wrapping our heads around like, what is what is this thing? What mm-hmm. is what are we hearing? Right. And uh, so actually, we're going to be doing a follow up uh, to that video in September, early September. Uh, I think it's September 2nd. So we're going to be doing that. And uh, we'll have another follow up video for you. All
1: right, so, and so uh, go ahead. Eric, talk about the, uh, the, the. Oh, go ahead, Mac.
3: I was, I was just going to say, you know, just talking about, you know, um Bigfoot, let's say, you know, the the fact that, you know, no one finds any bones, no one finds their corpses, no one finds where they live and so on really does. I mean, it's, it's, it's outside the envelope, but really does lend itself to the belief that they're, as you said, dropped off here.
7: You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I also think that either they're being dropped off or, uh, You know it's like a deer is like how it blends into their environment yep you know it could be there and we're just not seeing it right Right. you you know what i'm saying it could be like just cloaked or something i don't know that again it's very look i always say this too 10 years ago would we even be talking as freely as we are about this you know Mm -hmm. but people are seeing these things and experiencing these these things and then now the government's coming out and saying hey folks these UFOs are real that you've been seeing over the years. We just don't know what they are.
3: Right. Exactly.
7: Yep. That's so exactly what said. I think, you know, I'm open to all those possibilities. Could it be coming from portal to portal? I don't know if you're a believer in that, but mm-hmm. it's like, could it be a dimensional thing?
3: Could it be? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we talk about on the show that, you know, people have seen, like, you know, ghost rockets, ghost, you know, ships and so on that look like, yeah, they look a lot like from where we are, but they just look a little bit different. You know, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. One,
1: one. That- Exactly. Yeah. I, I wanted to say okay. that uh, uh, Dominic, the Dominic Saitel, the uh, sensitive uh, Eric, talk about the difference in mm-hmm. vibe that he felt on Bray Road as opposed yeah. to the Pine Barrens. <laughs> <This isn't fine.
7: laughs> yeah, and he says this all the time. He felt safer in uh, in the Pine Barrens than he did in Elkhorn.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, all you right. You
7: know because because uh, because Elkhorn was completely out of his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was sensing some things there. But it was it really just took him to a whole nother place. Now, when they he, told know, me he
1: felt like he was underwater in a shark cage and he was holding the bait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not a good place to be. Holding the what? That's good. No, and and <laughs> when he went to the Pine Barrens, I, I felt the way he described it was like he was in a, in a, a lawn chair on the beach enjoying the <laughs> waves coming in. Wait, yeah, exactly. Okay, so so you know, what is Dominate, he seeing
3: this in his mind? Yeah, is he is he how, how is he um, experiencing this?
7: Dominic, so Dominic and I have known each other since high school. We used to practice martial arts together, all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. then uh, he got married. I got married twice, and life gets in the way and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. we lost, you know, contact with each other for years. Um I didn't know that he was a spirit medium. Mm-mm. but when we he came back into the into the mix here in about twenty seventeen, almost thirty years later, and uh he said you know I'm a spirit medium I could probably help you on your investigations hmm. i said are you kidding me i never knew this wow so what he what he does is he he will see pictures like he'll get pictures and when he tunes into something he sees a series of pictures that come in yep and and at and sometimes will also uh get a name he will also get um you know uh the, and that energy is so prevalent okay um he'll get a name He'll have a conversation with, with a ghost too. He'll oh. have a conversation with that entity. Okay. Um, I don't know, you know, and I always ask him, his process is different every time yes. for every, for, for each location. Yes. But I will say this though, it's very exhausting for him to do that yep, because right tuning into all that energy is like, you know, it's I mean, insane.
3: Can I ask you this? And we, we, we ask this question a lot on the radio, on the show. One, one knows what I'm going to ask and they all do. Okay, so this guy has a sense of what's going to happen in the future, right? Can he please tell us who's going to win the Super Bowl? Or can we go to the racetrack with him just once, just one time?
7: Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll ask him. Really? I'll get him, okay, I'll get well, him listen. On that.
3: That's really good. Because what we usually hear, Juan, you can say it for us. What do we usually hear when we ask that question?
0: Well, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You're not going to get the Powerball number, but, or the the Super Bowl game. It, but we always job. say, "Well, who's, who's going to cont- win?
3: Who's controlling the paranormal that it doesn't quote unquote work that way?"
0: Right? I mean, yeah. but we hear
3: that a lot. So, listen, if you can ask your friend, we can have him on the I'll show. I'll ask him. I'll okay. ask
7: him. But I'll tell you what, man well, we just had a we just did an investigation. Yes. Speaking of that, we did an investigation at a uh, local restaurant. And this was another follow-up that we did up in our local area here. And for this time when Dominic walked in there, it was almost like he got bum-rushed by the spirits that were in there. What? So – and this happens sometimes on different locations. Mm -hmm. Um, And he'll – like – and we were just out in Hershey, Pennsylvania just last week at another location. Okay. And he got all of these pictures and and got all of this – He had a lot of people came up to him and talked to him and wanted to talk to him. Yes. And he was trying to and he was trying to beat them off with a stick, you know, kind of that that figuratively speaking, of course. Go ahead. So very, very, you know, I don't know how he does it because I don't have that ability. I don't go into these places, you know, and I don't feel what he feels.
6: Mm.
7: Uh, Very rarely will I feel. And look, I'll tell you this. I'll be honest with you. I go into a lot of these skeptically. Yes. I go I go in skeptically as when it comes to the ghost situation and say, "Okay, what's really going on here? Is it is it pipes in the basement that people are hearing? Mm -hmm. Is it is it an animal on the roof or something? But having said that and having caught on camera what we've caught, disembodied voices, Mm -hmm. shadow figures, orbs, I begin. I'm beginning to be a believer that there's very thin veil from here to there. Mm -hmm. And you've heard me say that before, but it's just it's true. Mm. And there is something out there. And like I said before, people are seeing something.
3: Yes, right, right. I agree. I mean, you know, it, whether it be UFOs or paranormal or whatever, people go through these experiences and they actually happen. You know, when you go to UFOs yeah. and stuff, you know, they pick them up on on radar and stuff. I mean, they're not just, you know, in somebody's head. Same thing with ghosts and stuff. That you know, leave these cameras on. And I uh, yeah. leave the tape recorder on in the haunted house. I heard one of those not too long ago. And, man, that is scary. You know, if they're being on a level with us – Something's going on, you know, there's voices in the middle of the
7: night. Big time. And we and look, we don't when we do a ghost investigation, we're not using all the gimmicks that are on TV like the, uh, you know, the spirit boxes and the REM pods and stuff like that. We use Dominic's ability. And then we also use a magnetometer, which, you know, that measures the Earth's magnetic uh, energy there, um, but also an EVP. So we'll do those are the only couple of things that we use. And some of the evidence we've gotten has been absolutely phenomenal. But I'll tell you what, we did a UFO video recently over Bucks County. Yep. And you you would be blown away by the video. And we just, it's on my YouTube channel right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be blown away by the video that people are getting of this object that's almost on a nightly basis what is flying your, over our area. What
3: is your YouTube channel? Please plug it.
7: Um, it's, uh, it's real simple. Eric Mintel investigates
3: hmm. Wow. And you
7: can also and my and my quartets on uh, a lot of YouTube stuff too. Eric Mintel Quartet. But Eric Mintel investigates, I've got we've got almost 100 videos, I think a little over 100 videos right now. Really? Um, we've got we've probably got four video uh, three videos right now that are being that are going to be released pretty soon mm-hmm. uh, that we're waiting till October. Um, and then we've got two video, three videos that we're working with now. And I'll tell you, man, there, guys, there's stuff going on out there that is absolutely just mind blowing.
3: Yeah, that that we hear that a lot. So, uh, what what do the uh, other guys in the band think of this? Do they share your paranormal stuff or no?
7: Uh, you know, my saxophone player is more of a believer. My drummer doesn't want anything to do with it, man. He doesn't want to mess with the spirits at all. <laughs> he's and a wise my man. My bass player is more of a he's a Christian, so of course he doesn't want to do anything that way. And wow. when I start talking about it, he walks in the other room. So really. <laughs> Well, you yeah, have a, you have an interesting so group uh, there.
3: Yes. Okay. All right. Interesting. So I'm,
7: group. The, I'm, the, I'm the odd man out, but uh-huh. uh, but I'll tell you what, though, I got to I got to say this, though, my jazz audience has followed me into the paranormal world, which is really? been really cool.
3: That's very unusual. Wow.
7: Huh? Very unusual. I was in uh, I was in South Carolina at the in Hilton Head at the jazz corner performing, and a woman and her husband came up and said oh, we just heard you on Coast to Coast AM. We love you guys. You're awesome. And uh, so it was really cool. You know, it's like, uh, and then they're, they're fans, you know, and then they're following the show. People would yell out in the audience, we love your paranormal show. So it's mm-hmm. it's cool because I put a lot of hard work into that, mm-hmm. you know, just being one guy here.
3: Yeah, yeah, right, sure. And where do you live now?
7: I'm up in Bucks County, okay. Pennsylvania.
3: Isn't Bucks County kind of, uh, you know what I mean, also uh, Holy polloi? Isn't that where the uh, upper crust looks? <laughs> well, don't they? Yeah,
7: it is. That's why they call it Bucks County, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hoi polloi. Yeah, but okay. it's a beautiful area, though, man. It's just a really great area. Mm-hmm. Where are you now? Where are you guys all from here? Up in Boston. Where are you, I know Steve, you're, still, you're in West Virginia, Steve. I know that. Not right. Where's Mac from?
3: Can't you guess? Boston. Boston. Oh, oh, Boston okay, cool. area. Juan and right.
7: Wan's over in England. But he's so where from are you Boston, from now? originally
0: from, I, I'm originally from I'm his neighbor. In New Hampshire, and I'm We're, now I'm yeah. in the UK.
7: Nice, yeah,
0: in uh, southern England, uh, Limington, I can see uh, the Isle of Wight almost from my house.
3: Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: that's
7: cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: So, so when yeah. when you went down, just nice. get, we got about four minutes left. So when you went down to the Pine yeah. Barrens, Club Pine is on Barons.
1: work release, by the way. Go ahead. Don't say.
7: <laughs> <laughs> wow!
3: Holy cow! Oh, Deep. that one
1: um so <laughs> thy neighbor when you went to the when you went to the pine watch downs,
7: out security's gonna come it, it, security's it, it, coming eric, out eric he's,
1: he's he's mean to me when you're not here so i'm just getting uh, back oh wow oh, huh? i
7: could tell i could tell i could tell man Mm-mm. it's good uh, hey look I, if, you're not, you if, you're your not, if you're not busting on each other there's something wrong <laughs> really yeah okay now we, can,
0: now we know what hey, to put hey, on the station i got a question for you go ahead do you yes, ever sir. get any strange uh Chord progressions uh, g- given to you from the paranormal world. Oh wow! Yeah, that's
7: huh. a good. And maybe you can that's use a new great music. Que- That is a great question. You know what? I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, I the jazz improvisation really kind of is infinite, right?
6: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
7: where does it, where does it come from? Where does it go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's. I, I think there's some nights it? that I've had some incredible things that we've done,
6: hey, and I is. have to
7: say. And I say to myself, my God, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I, you know, I would say maybe yes. Oh, I have, because there's things that I've done that I can't explain how I've done that.
0: Yeah, right. In, yeah, we music, musically, of course, you know. And it may not fit the uh, the mathematical format of the uh, typical major and minor chord progression charts that you see out there. It's, uh, it's yep. like a whole new world.
7: A, lot of A whole say, new world, exactly. Yeah. A lot of exactly. people say, I, yeah. and that's that's what I'm something I'm exploring now, as as we speak, mm-hmm. because I'm thinking that some of these sounds come from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know, when people uh,
3: when people it, write they, songs, like McCartney and Lennon and other people, they write songs and they say we just grab them out of the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just yeah. kind of hanging there, and they yeah. just come to them. And people who are musicians, you know, are constantly thinking about that, as you say. Chord progressions are uh, melodies. Melodies are the thing yep. you whistle in a song. You think of a song and you whistle it, that's the melody. and Exactly. And people who come up with those melodies and chord progressions and, you know, solos and stuff like that, they just kind of stick in people's minds, you know what I mean? And people can remember the words of songs that come out 50 years ago and they can't remember a conversation they had a week ago. It just kind of sticks in your head. All right, listen, we got to wrap it up. Switchy already put... Up the picture. You
0: wrap it up already. We
3: just had a uh, oh. we just had a real visit from Bob the, <laughs> from Bob the Ghost, and we, get to, we have to go Are search the good? building. I yes. don't know what that was. I don't know about. what's going on. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, thank you.
5: Somebody just stood in the door and waved. Eric doesn't
1: know about Bob the Ghost. Well, Bob the Ghost haunts their studio there.
7: Steve, you got a train wreck behind you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the way we end the show. Yeah, that's how we end. The show.
7: <laughs> somebody just hey, guys, somebody guys, real quick. I know you got to end. I forgot to tell you uh-huh. one quick thing. Oh. The night of that first elk, the night of the first Elkhorn investigation, then that entire town of Elkhorn lost power that night.
3: Really? Yeah, oh, that's mm, right. Wow. Okay, they should pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> uh-
7: <Wow. laughs>
0: Eric is Eric, great, great to see.
7: Yeah, you on really, the show. really good. Back. Thank you, Eric. thank you, Juan Juan. We Thanks, do well. guys, you do, Be safe out there, man.
4: We do a uh, music hey, Eric, shows. Have you been out this way? Like Salem uh, in this area? Massachusetts Yeah,
7: we were just we were just out in Massachusetts, not with my quartet out in uh in Martha's Vineyard uh, a couple of weeks ago. But wow. I want to get wow. out to that area and uh get the team out there for my paranormal team to uh to do some videos out there. See, he so does if you know any play. places, let me know. I mean, see, there's a ton out see, there. See, it's funny well,
4: because— yeah, Salem, you just go to Salem and just
3: spend some He, he, time he does play for the 1%, as there it turns out. He went to Martha's Vineyard.
5: Well, see, you know, when you talk about Massachusetts right. Islands, yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. Is, you know, the Vineyard, there's Nantucket, and, and then there's the Bastard Child Black Island. Island? <laughs> no, no, us. Oh, oh. <laughs> what, Plum Island?
6: Plum Island? <laughs> we, wow.
0: Yeah, nobody even considers Plum Island, but—
3: you know,
6: it's a nice,
0: we're in the, we're in the North Shore. That's we're been, up close been to the, in the Massachusetts. Hampshire. All my life, I always thought Plum Island was really a posh area. Oh no, you know? no, no! no. It was
4: until Mac moved there. Oh, no. okay, really, <laughs> back, really? Club
5: back when I moved there, if you couldn't afford to live in Newburyport, you bought out on the island. Wow! And, and then Why the island was like this? the slummy part of the Why area. Why didn't
3: someone? What did my real estate guy tell me that? Well, <laughs> then in time, it
5: gets. It's supposed to get better, you know. <laughs> but now it's if you can't afford to live on the island, you live in the city.
3: Uh, listen, right. there, are, there are $1 and $2 million mansions they build on, right on the ocean you know, side and go into, oh, yeah. you know, one or two go in every year on average. Right. Or one year, like seven of them went in. But, Can you yeah, imagine they, they, that? They,
5: f- they fall into the ocean because they get wiped out. And you know what but,
3: they do? They rebuild them again. They build them again. Can yeah, you believe that? Put them
5: but they use them on our tax dollars pay to rebuild them because they have federal flood insurance well
3: talk about negative oh, can yeah. <laughs> you pull UFOs into them <laughs> all right. Eric thanks for joining us we really appreciate it on that it. note yeah, really appreciate that jazz I, I, I don't understand jazz but my hat's off to anyone who does and who plays it and who can make a uh, living at it you know that's really cool man well, that's really cool
7: thank you cheers man I appreciate it thanks for having yeah. me on the show all right
3: we'll talk to you soon uh, thank you and thank you switch thank you switchy Having two donuts uh, today.
1: Well, I, okay. uh, 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 thanks. For, uh, I appreciate being here. And I want to thank
7: Eric He's for being on the show. Mm-hmm. You did a great thanks job. Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you yeah, for having me. Job. Again. I get a You're feeling. Thank you.
3: When 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 Steve ate, it told us he ate the two donuts, that the, the the show had hit the bottom and started to climb up again. Did yes. you feel that, Vaughn? Yeah. yeah, I
5: think we. We climbed out of that gutter. Yeah. Okay, all right.
1: We're glad it didn't have a V8. Yes. Oh, that oh, would have been
5: a crash I d- and burn. I drank some V8 today. Some spicy V8. That's really? really good.
3: Yeah. Did you put vodka in <laughs> it? No,
5: I didn't actually. I thought about it, but I was being good. Wow. I'm drinking beer already. I wasn't going to switch. So, why why
3: switch? Club. See now, well, this,
7: this is the, the real show channel we're starting with. right now. Yeah, we're on the, the real show show's starting now. <laughs> That's right. This is the real show.
0: back after dark right. part of it. Yeah.
7: we're heading
3: down the coma right we yeah, go in the coma yeah I'm, the coma's open again on tuesday nights man that is the best in the news in the world thank you club for joining us we appreciate it
4: oh uh, this is fun tonight you know eric thank you you've made us on our best behavior we wanted to be a little classy yes you know, tonight.
7: <laughs> Good well for you. thank you man i appreciate it. you guys are, <laughs> you guys are fun man and this was this was a lot of fun myself here and yeah, anytime. Let's, let's do it again. Okay. Lots of
0: laughs. We, okay. we do love guests that uh, are into paranormal and also have a music connection. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. We really like that. A lot of people do. We've talked to it, people you know? in, the, in the rock world. They, they in go the hand judgment. in hand for some reason. Yeah, they, like, uh, yeah. they really like the subject. Uh, thank you, Al, for joining us. Al, hey. getaway, UFO mechanic and getaway driver. <laughs> <laughs> thank Thanks for having me. Club, thank you for joining us again. We'll talk to you soon. Switchy, talk to you soon. Okay, Raven's gonna be My mad pleasure. she missed the show. This is the show she yeah, should have. She should she should have been here. One one. Talk to you later, dude. Yes,
0: okay? Okay.
3: Talk to you later. Okay, wow, well, time for the plugs. Time for the plugs. Home Troops. Home Troops is an organization that raises funds to help um, war veterans, our veterans who were injured in combat after 9-11, and that means the um, Afghani war and also the Iraq War. Uh, what they do is they build them houses that are adapted to their needs. Some of them came back from war missing limbs and so on. And they build them a home that's easy for them to get around in. That's uh, lower counter space, very few stairs, things like that. And when they build the home uh, from uh, yard donations, they rip up the mortgage, they give them the keys. It's their home for free. Uh, Forever, And they can go and rejoin society and have really productive lives uh, because of this. Because they don't have a mortgage hanging over their head every month. Holmes Rod Troops, 90 cents in your dollar, your charity dollar, goes directly to our veterans. Please go on uh, Google and Google them, Holmes Rod Troops, and see what they're about. And that's it. So um, this is back for the rest of the gang. Until you hear us again. Be safe, be happy, and I'm waiting for Al to say bye-bye. We have literally had a ghost sighting here and uh, in the studio, and it's very creepy. So um, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.
2: And now, please stay tuned for a bonus segment of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show.
8: Seeing her face, I pray she's doing fine. I still recall our sad last day, how it hurt so bad to see her cry. I didn't want to say goodbye. Send them my love. In the sky again. She needed so much more than I could give. We knew that love cannot pretend. But broken hearts can always. See her cry I didn't want to say good Please, where time has died.